0: you guys hear me? Sweet, Um, but yeah, if you don't know me, my name is Zach. Uh, I get the honor of, I'll just stand, of leading our juniors here. Um, And just real quick, can all our students stand real fast? Yeah, stand up. Stand up, students, come on, JT, stand up. Stand up, students, come on, come on. Yeah, hey, I just wanna say, Thank you to you guys. You really are my joy, the highlight of my week. So just give yourselves a round of applause real fast. All right, you can be seated. You can be seated. Can be seated. All right, sweet. Got a standing ovation, five seconds into the message. Success. Cool. <laughs> um, but can I pray for us real quick? Um, and dear Heavenly Father, um, you know, I just pray tonight that uh, it wouldn't be about what I say, but um, it'd just be about what you have to say um, tonight. And uh, I'd please open these students' hearts um, for for what you have to say. I pray if there's somebody that doesn't know you, I pray that your word would just be uh, so loud and powerful um, that it would just it would, they would just feel it. They would just feel your presence in their heart. Um, and yeah, Lord, I just uh, yeah, please give me words to speak tonight. In um, Jesus, it's in your name we pray. Amen. Sweet. Um, let's see. So I guess I'll just start off by sharing a little bit of, of my story. I love how Kennedy says, if, "If we're not willing to get vulnerable with you guys, how are you going to be vulnerable with us?" So, um, so yeah. I mean, I, I just I made the decision to follow Christ about three years ago now. Um, and high school was really rough for me. I dealt with uh, a lot of pain uh, through high school, a lot of a lot of brokenness, a lot of broken relationships. Um, and, and mostly it was, it was stemming from insecurity. Um, and as, as far as I can remember, all the way back uh, to middle school, really, um, I've, I've just always um, struggled with loving myself, um, believing that you know, other people loved and accepted me, and, uh, and that was hard. Nobody really taught me uh, what to do when, when you feel insecure in high school. It's, um, especially growing up, it's like, oh, you're insecure, that's not really a big deal, you know, get over it, whatever. Um, and so that that really showed, um, that showed out in my actions. Um, I noticed that, especially in my, my thoughts, um, I would uh, just start comparing myself um, to those who are around me, and, and sometimes that would be uh, comforting, um, that that insecurity would go away, um, but it would always come back, um, and then... Sooner, I'd, you know, I'd start talking bad about other people and, and behind their backs, um, and, and yeah, my, my relationships were uh, really not true relationships. Uh, it was really based off of um, just who I wanted other people to see. It was never really the, the real me. Um, so yeah, I found a little bit of comfort in that, but uh, it never really healed me. Um, and as I got farther into high school, I experienced more of just, you know, anxiety and depression, Um, And I actually started, like, abusing uh, substances. I won't get into uh, too big of details, but um, I I was pretty addicted. And and same thing with that. You know, I would would find maybe a little bit of ease, um, but it it felt like that pain, those insecurities, uh, they just kept coming back louder and louder and louder. Um, and, And there were definitely some really hard nights where I was struggling if Deciding if I wanted to even live in this world anymore. Um, And so I I imagine um, my pain, it might be similar to yours, but probably for the most part, you guys are dealing with stuff probably a little bit uh, more severe than I ever have. Um, um, But I imagine the ways that we handle that pain um, is probably pretty similar. Um, And uh, something that, that comes to my mind Um, when I look back to my life and and talk with you guys is is oftentimes when we're dealing with pain, um, we tend to hold on to our own comforts or maybe a better word for that is holding on to our own yoke Um, and and maybe to describe that is, um, you know, maybe thinking that, you know, we have it we have it under control. Um, I can handle my pain. I know where to go to, you know, run away from my pain um, and, and just a, a couple things that, that came to my mind, um, you know, as, as I was thinking with with me and you guys is um, sometimes we use like our appearance, the way we look, our clothes um, to maybe run away from those pains, right? If people can see, you know, these, our appearance, then they're not going to see our pains. I'm not going to have to deal with my pains. Um, and, and sometimes it's, you know, talking bad about other people um, like like me, you know, and, and a lot of times, when when drama happens, it's, it's not really because of people are just evil. It's because they're not okay with who they are, and they have to put, you know, other people down in order to experience a little bit of relief of their own um, pains. Um, I know for me, I, I used relationships, and maybe you guys have have used uh, relationships to put all your burdens on um, on the people around you. Uh, maybe it's as a girlfriend or a boyfriend where you're just become obsessed to maybe it's a little bit unhealthy, Um, maybe it's it's drowning out the noise with TV, music, video games, Um, maybe it's your performances in school, um, on your sports team, your club, Um, and something that I've really dealt with recently is maybe it's how much I pray, or if I pray this much, or if I read this much, or if I love this much, then my insecurities will go away, Um, but I don't know about you guys, but I've never really found true healing from those things. And I'm not saying that, you know, playing video games or listening to music is a bad thing, um, but when we tend to go to that as an escape from our pain, uh, it can actually make that uh, so much worse. Um, And we can go to the the next two slides, actually. There we go. Um, So, yeah, I thought that, you know, we could maybe introduce a different way to deal with our pain Um, and just i'm going to read from the second corinthians chapter 1 verses 3 and 4 if you want to turn to that go ahead Um, but real quick what i want to say is i remember in high school i always thought scripture was so boring and it just told of all the things that i did wrong and how messed up i was Um, but the truth is that's not true scripture is exciting and uh, it is life-changing it's alive it's active uh, so, yeah, let's dive into it. Um, yeah, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verses 3-4. through 4. Um, This is Paul writing his, I think it was his third letter, actually, to the Church of Corinth. Uh, he says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Um, I actually have never came across this verse until recently. Um, but it, I, I feel like it just, can, you can just tell the gospel in just these two sentences. Um, and you can go to the next slide. Um, but if you did, if you'd noticed, it said the word comfort four times in those two verses. And if you read the whole book of Second Corinthians, I totally recommend. It's awesome. Um, but I want to dive into this word comfort because I think... Um, we, can, we tend to misinterpret uh, what this word comfort um, really means. Uh, the Greek word is actually uh, parakaleo. Um, it's similar to the word we get for how Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit when he said parakletos. It's, it's similar, but this is the verb tense of it. Um, and it basically means to, to come alongside somebody, um, to call them near, right? And then to talk to them in a way that is encouraging um, it, it strengthens them, maybe it, it teaches them, it urges them to do something, maybe it urges them not to do something. Um, it's, uh, it exhorts them. Maybe if some of you have heard that word, exhortation and your, your spiritual gifts, right? Um, and, and consolation. that's like grieving alongside somebody. Um, and what's interesting is I, I look into this word, um, never in the definition does it say comfort is just the absence of pain. And I think a lot of times. When we deal with our pain, our first reaction is, get me out of this, right? Get me out of this pain. Where can I go to escape it, right? Uh, we never want to face it head on. Um, but really, I want to offer you just a better way, a better way to deal with this pain, uh, really the same way that God has helped me deal with my own pain. Um, and it leads me to really ask you this question um, on the next slide. Uh, who or what is your comfort? You can just take a second to think when, when you experience pain, who or what do you usually go to? And does that, does that comfort leave you refreshed? Does it leave you encouraged? Does it leave you energized, motivated? And maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Um, But the comfort that God promises leaves us refreshed. It makes our burdens lighter. Um, I want to introduce you to another uh, another piece of scripture, uh, which you guys have probably all read this verse before, and I've skimmed through it so many times, but I missed something that is just so important uh, in this verse, and uh, I'll go ahead and read it. Again, uh, this is Jesus speaking, and I, again, I'm sure you guys have all read this before. He says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Just real quick, before, a couple of verses before Jesus said this, he was thanking God that he has kept this mystery from those who think they can go through life by themselves. He was keeping it from those who were relying on their talents. He was keeping it from those who were relying on their intelligence or their works, their perfection. He was keeping it from those people, but he wanted to reveal it to people like me, people like you who are often overlooked, people who are insecure, people who have messed up, have made mistakes, who are broken, who are imperfect. This is what he revealed. And what he is revealing here is that only he, only Jesus, can offer this true rest. And what he says here is that he's, he's not taking away our burdens, right? He says that burden will be light, right? And he instructs us to learn from him and to take his yoke upon us right and if we're if we're relying on our own intelligence if we're relying on our own works we're not going to accept someone else's teachings we're not going to take someone else's yoke upon us right but maybe you're thinking oh i'm i'm, I'm just too little i'm not worthy well jesus says well i'm gentle and humble in heart I came here, and I could have came here as a king. I could have came here and and destroyed the the whole kingdom of Rome, which ended up happening a a couple centuries later. But he came and took the form of a humble, a gentle, and lowly servant just so that he could have a relationship with you and I. So I would encourage you, when, when you're dealing with this pain, Come to Jesus. He He calls you to. He calls you to come to Him, and 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 may, that looks in in a few different ways, and and I don't know if, if if we can list all those ways, but maybe we can discuss those further. But uh, he says to learn from Him, right? And and how do we learn from Jesus? It, it's from His Word. It's from His teachings. And if you were like me in high school, like I said, I thought Jesus' teachings. Oh man, they're they're boring. They're no fun. You know, they're they're just they're just saying how bad I am, right? Um, but really, that's not true. This this Bible is actually, this is the Word. This is Jesus. Jesus is the Word. As we come to read the Bible, we're not reading it like a textbook, like in, a, in our class, right? We're coming here, and, and we're reading Jesus. We're reading God. We're reading about his heart and his commands and how they can bring us to true freedom, right? Um, And I guess that, that brings me to uh, this this phrase that um, one of my mentors has, has always told me um, ever since I met Christ, and, and God has continued just to speak this to me over and over again. Um, and that phrase is, is, your pain is your lane, right? Your pain is your lane. I have to, God has to tell me this all the time um, because I I want to run away from my pain, right? I don't want to experience these hardships. Um, And God does comfort us so that we can experience freedom, so that we can experience joy. But another reason that he comforts us is so, like in Corinthians, is so that we can comfort other people in the same way that God comforted us. Right? God doesn't want to just comfort us just to leave us there. Right? He wants to comfort us so that we can share and this, this mission, share the joy in being able to comfort others in that same way. Um, one thing that, that stuck out to me, I think it was is, um, in a, a couple sermons on, on the main service, but um, the phrase one another was actually used um, 106 times in the New Testament. Um, and that's just the, the NASB version. I, I, other versions might vary, but I mean, that just shows you know, how important interacting with one another is to God, right? This, this Christian life, and I don't know if some of you guys already know this, right? Like the, the Christian life is not these two things. The first, it's not one of no pain. We're going to experience pain in this Christian life. And two, it's not about you. It's not about you. And I believe that you can experience so much freedom when you understand these two things, right? When you understand you're going to experience taint, pain, more importantly, when you understand it's about other people, right? Because if it's all about me, then I'm always looking to my insecurities. I'm always looking to myself, asking myself, well, do I, do I have what it takes? Do, do I measure up? Did I do this right? Did I, do I, what do I need to, to do tomorrow? You know, the, all these worries. If I'm, if, if the Christian life is about me, then I'm going to be caught up all about me. And I don't know about you guys, but I messed up, right? And, and, and that is why, you know, I believe that, that we're called um, to a life of, of serving and loving others. Um, and there's, there's another verse uh, that I'm sure you guys are familiar with as well, um, this, uh, this new command that Jesus gives us, um, and, and, and this is Jesus speaking again. He says, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know you are my disciples if you love one another. And I guess the band can come on up now, but um, this brings me back to a, a verse um, in First John chapter 4 uh, where it says, We love because God first loved us. Um, and maybe you're here tonight and, and you just need to experience um, the comfort and the joy and the love of Jesus. Um, you know, he's waiting and he's knocking on your door and maybe you've already made that decision. You've made Jesus your savior. But maybe you're missing that second half. Maybe you're missing the joy of of being able to go out and to make disciples, to go out and love and comfort others the same way that God comforted us. If you think about that just for a second, that that God is calling us to love the same way that he loved us, like that is, that's, that's just mind blowing. It's mind blowing that, that he'd wanna share his act of love with us, sharing his service Um, with us Um, and Pastor Mark he preached uh, about a month ago I loved this quote he was talking about service Um, he said nothing is more amazing than someone who is willing to go out of their way to help one another there's nothing more amazing than someone who is willing to go out of their way to help one another and maybe this seems like a big task for you. Maybe you're, you're not the, the greatest speaker. Maybe you're not the, the smartest person in the room. I'm not the greatest speaker. I'm not the smartest person in the room either. And I don't think that I have it figured out by any means. Um, but Pastor Mark also said this. He says, to the world, you may be just one person. And if we have that mindset, we're always gonna be comparing to our, ourselves to them. But to one person, you might be the world you might be the world to one person. So I just encourage you guys, to maybe think about who can I love? And if that's challenging for you, just ask yourself the second question. How has God loved you? How has another Christian loved you? When you were at your worst, when you were dealing with your pain, how did you receive love? Once you have that answer, go. Go and love. Let me pray for you guys. God, thank you that you have revealed this to those who have been passed, those who who don't have the, the most talents, those who are often overlooked and have to struggle with, with being lonely. Thank you that you have revealed this to those people, God. I, I pray, God, that that uh, as we as we worship, I pray that that, uh, that if there's someone that's that's never experienced your presence before, God, I pray that that your Holy Spirit would just come, that you would help us worship in your Spirit and your truth. And God, I pray that that we, this church, God, that that you would help us comfort each other in the same way that you comforted us. I pray that that as as we are dealing with our own pains, that we'd be able to receive your comfort and to receive the comfort of our family right here. Jesus, thank you. Teach us how to follow you. It's in your name we pray, amen.